out here, Max. I mean, what are you? Well, I'm nothing around here. Who else knows this? No one. What about your parents? We don't tell anyone. So when you healed me, you risked all of this getting out. Everybody, welcome to Leaving Normal, a Roswell TV show podcast. Yay! And I'm yes. Pumpkinberry, and I'm Brandon. <laughs> so simple. I know. <laughs> it's so good, though. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Ha- happy New Year. Because the yeah, last time we did an episode, it was <laughs> yeah. last year, but it was a planned break. So mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty happy about that. But I am very excited to be back because today's episode, we're talking about the convention yes and i think i i wanted to say i'm not sure who directed this one mm-hmm. is it jonathan frakes that directed Ooh, this I, one I, or is he, he just in it i i don't think he directed it but i know he's okay. in it and i know he does direct some of the roswell episodes he he did direct some of them but mm-hmm. number one anyway um well yeah how are you? I mean, we sort of kind of talked about this prior to the episode airing, but we should probably talk about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you? How have you um, been? I've been good. Uh, just been like a lot of work and during the holiday break, I kind of tried to, to um, just kind of relax because uh, yeah. I'm working so much. There's been so much going on. Um, got to hang out with friends, got to see my family for a little bit during the holidays. Uh, definitely slept a lot. I was in bed watching Netflix a lot, so it was very exciting. <sighs> that so, is good. Uh, it was great. There was a period there where I spent three days in my jammies just watching TV, just watching Netflix. So that was, I'm right there with you. That was really, really good. Um, Yeah, it's great. I mean, I mentioned, again, I mentioned this before, but for those listening, I I went roller skating at a roller rink for the first time and I fell in love and that, um, and the whole, the rink is like right out of the nineties. So I I kind of maybe feel like a roswell a little bit you know like all the decorations and everything it feels sort of like the crash down magical maybe uh maybe we'll all have my own alien encounter probably not but you could one can hope yeah but yeah yeah it's been pretty cool uh just like in general because like i i kind of been trying to keep up with like you know uh, our our social media accounts and stuff and just like looking at um our podcast and it has been really cool to like go on iTunes and see that, you know, people have been leaving ratings and mm-hmm. like thank talking you about for that. liking yeah. it. So thank, thank you all for uh, listening to the podcast and, and sharing it and all that co- good stuff. Uh, it's nice to know that we have Roswellians out there who are like itching to ha- talk about this show with friends. And, and that's what why we kind of came together with this show in the first place to kind of bring back memories and yeah. talk about Things that we didn't even probably think about when we first watched definitely it. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. So mm. it's really, really nice to go through these again. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, we keep saying this, but I can't wait to get a little bit further in where we can talk <laughs> freely. But yeah. that point is is quickly approaching. I know. So, we're almost, yeah. We're season one. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, that's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, all right. So should we dive in? Yeah. Do we have ahead. any love notes or anything that we wanted to read? Before Ooh, we I, dive in, I can look up okay. something really quick. You, you do wanna, that real quick. Yeah. And I will just say a quick heartfelt thank you to everyone who's leaving ratings and reviews on iTunes because I didn't know this because we're we're sort of new to the podcasting space, but apparently mm-hmm. iTunes has like 
65% or 75% of the whole podcast listeners use listen on iTunes. So when you guys um, do rate and review the show, it, it makes a big difference for us. Other people can see it and find it. So yeah, thank true. you for doing I, that. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be... I could find it on the Apple website, but okay, I have it here. Oh, it's already here. Okay. Uh, so let me search because I think uh, it's nice to read some of these ratings. Yeah, of just, course. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll get to it in one second. Internet. Yeah, no worries. All right. Let's see. Show. Oh, we have, we have a, oh, we have six ratings and we're <gasps> five. 5.0 so five, 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 five so thank, thank you everyone. thank you uh, roswellians you're the best okay so the, oh this one okay i'll read this one because it was in december so this was probably like the last one we recorded uh mousy 105 gave us a five out of five stars thank you mousy. Uh, said, <laughs> it was um let me see uh the title of it is an alien blast <laughs> <laughs> well done uh, well done and the the comment is i needed this back in high school when no, uh, none of my friends watch roswell the hosts do such a good uh, good job recapping the episodes and cracking jokes in between looking forward to the rest oh. <laughs> but like oh at the same time oh so yes thank you so much it was mousy yeah. right yeah mousy 105 mousy 105 shout out to you thank you thank you so much for joining us oh that makes me so happy. Yeah, so keep sending those ratings in the iTunes or, or um, what, what else are we on? Uh, Spotify. We're on, Sp we're on everything, I think. We're yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. We're on um, iTunes. We're on Google. There's a lot of it, but yeah. um, it is easy for us to pull up those iTunes um, ratings. So if you leave us a message on there, we will definitely start checking those a little bit more often. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, all right, let's dive in. Without further ado, we uh. are going to watch the convention today which mm -hmm. had a 7.8 out of 10 on uh, imdb it was uh directed by tucker gates written by jason cadams of course and emily white cell for this episode and the synopsis is the annual ufo convention has michael looking for answers while max's life is in danger from an old friend of valenti's max and michael struggle with their feelings for maria and liz while Isabel asks for space from Alex. Mm. Already sounds yeah. interesting already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty wild episode. Yeah. Um, what was the last one before this? This was the, the Woods one, right? Yeah. So it, okay. it's interesting because there was there's a lot of character development. And then there are maybe one or two episodes in the season so far that make you feel like somebody's after them you know with the whole topolsky situation but then topolsky gets found out and then leaves and then things kind of cool off for a bit and they spend a bit of time on you know developing these characters and in the last episode in the woods we start to see you know the the sighting is what everybody supposedly saw something and mm -hmm. that now we're starting to see the actual conspiracy and stuff pick up and it becomes a little bit more action-packed, these episodes. So mm -hmm. it's intense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and so, like, obviously, uh, if you have been keeping up with us, uh, mm -hmm. we know that Max is, he works at the UFO Center. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, people everywhere walking around with alien, like, um, just alien gifts and items and blood yeah. dolls of aliens. Uh, so this is That's the... Right. Is there an actual name? Oh yeah, the the tenth tenth annual. It's oh, literally it's just the called UFO. the UFO convention, I think. Okay. Yeah, but it is. You're right. It is the tenth yeah. annual one, and 
I, I think at one point he says like, oh, this is shaping up to be the biggest one yet because of the UFO sighting last last episode, you know? So yeah. people all over, all the all the really good alien hunters are coming now. So mm -hmm. he's he's very excited. Max's boss is very a huge alien hunter, you know. Uh, he's obsessed and yeah. it's comedic, his obsession. Yeah. So <laughs> uh so it starts off that uh you know they say it's the ufo convention day mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. so there's this per an alien like in you know a person in alien costume passing out flyers for the uh, ufo uh center and this alien is staring at liz just very you know passionately and liz is walking and there's into heavy breathing if i remember <laughs> heavy breathing. yep heavy it's breathing's like, happening oh, here i'm uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they like immediately go to Valenti, uh just talking about what happened and, and walking into the uh his office mm -hmm. and this is the first sighting of uh the mystery guest of this this yeah. whole episode which mm -hmm. i forget what is his name his name is hubble, okay, and hubble i, yeah, I hubble. actually have this interaction clipped just because oh, okay. it's we don't have a lot of clips today because uh mm -hmm. the episode's pretty action-packed but this one seemed interesting enough to to download and keep been a while, Junior. How'd you get past the front desk? Better beef up security. Heard you had a boy. Bachelor myself. No kids for me. You're not welcome here, Hub. Oh, Junior. I expect more from you than dumbass small-town threats. Well... I just wanted to stop by. Regards to your dad. From what I hear, you're starting to come around to his way of thinking. <laughs> See ya, Junior. Who's that? That deputy was a bona fide alien hunter. Ooh. It just like starts. Yeah, it just right they just dive right in. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I'm assuming that Hubble is a friend of his father's, right? Because we like obviously both. Valenti you want me to are... spoil it, or like God. they reveal it throughout the episode? I forgot. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'll I'll go okay, ahead and explain. So okay. uh, right now, in the beginning of the episode, all we know is that, I mean, he calls him Hub, so we know that there are somewhat friendly terms, but. It is revealed throughout the episode that he was really close with his dad, yes, and he was there the night his dad supposedly shot and murdered someone, which is what caused him to, you know, get pulled off the force and everybody called him crazy because mm -hmm. his dad was like hunting an alien and then shot an innocent person, which mm -hmm. it has not been revealed up until this point. This episode is the episode where we realize what really happened to Valenti's dad. And that's mm -hmm. that he, you know, spiraled into this crazy obsession trying to hunt aliens that he he killed an innocent person. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, and they, he got pulled off the force and everything and, you know, lost his job and the respect of his community and family. And it's very sad. Lost everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so after that, um, it starts off with um, Michael and Isabel. They're walking around in the um, UFO center mm -hmm. and. 
doesn't somebody walk up to them and they're asking about aliens like as if they don't know what they're dealing with yes it's actually i believe it's the alien that we saw in the beginning who is in costume and you know full-on alien suit comes up and is like can you help me find my home planet and they get really annoyed um and then it's they find out it's max because he takes that he takes the hat off or the like helmet part of the suit off and and then mm-hmm. Izzy says something like, you realize we've just lost our very last shred of dignity. Yeah. <laughs> you are walking around pretending to be an alien. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think that's that moment in the beginning. I just watched the episode, but yeah. so I can yeah. cut all the clips, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was that, that was that part. That was it? Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then uh, they go into the, um, oh, yeah, it goes into Liz in the crash down and mm-hmm. she is you know, doing her job, serving food and stuff. And so she goes to one of the, um, one of the customers and he's like acting like an alien, like <laughs> yeah. weirdly to her. Yeah. And then she like, I think she asked him what kind of food does he want? And he just like talks to her like, oh yeah, I just want a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> or something. I think that's what happens. No, I think he uh-huh. actually, yeah, I think he actually is like, I am here. I'm an alien to like destroy this planet. And she goes, well, it's great that you're starting out with a really hearty breakfast and he oh, kinda yeah. smiles at her and then you know she goes off and is like wow these we get some weird ones yeah yeah mm-hmm. which is so crazy because like i mean this is really true like in real life that this like i think the real roswell does deal with this kind of stuff where people come in there looking for aliens because of what happened in the crash um so this is probably pretty true to life um but then liz is walking and she realizes Two people walk walk in and it's the two people who saw her get shot in the first episode yep. and who basically like the witnesses of her getting shot and saying that, um, you know, this guy went up to her and did something to her and it, and she was fine. Um, so Liz is kind of like a little shocked because she hasn't seen him since that first episode. Yeah. And, and I think they ask for a table and are yeah. really weird to her. They're like, you can tell us what really happened back in September. And she's very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's more of the guy like kind of uh, interrogating her. Yeah, right? he's being very pushy for sure. Yeah. He's like, why don't you tell me what really happened mm-hmm. uh, in, in back in September? And she's just like, what are you talking about? And, you know, Liz, she's a terrible liar because it's all over her face that she's super uncomfortable. I love her, but mm-hmm. she's really bad at hiding the truth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's super obvious. And, and she kind of just walks away to to take care of their order but yeah she's trying to get out of there as fast as possible because she doesn't mm-hmm. want them to like ask her any questions because you know she knows that they saw everything that happened and this could just bring back all the memories that yep. she did not want to remember <sighs> um exactly. so yeah then the next scene is like max is walking through ufo center um his boss comes up to talk to him and he's like you know this is great like all these people are here and mm-hmm. and you know uh is this the part where Hubble walks in, right? Um, I don't think so yet. I think he's just talking to him about how great this is and how um they're gonna have um they're gonna have a whole bunch of celebrity guests coming and okay. how he needs help. And I think I think Max offers help here. Actually, mm-hmm. that might not be now. Okay. I might be confused in my timeline. There's a lot in the convention center and the yeah. UFO center during this episode. But I know at yeah. one point he offers to do that, but I think he has a conversation with Michael first. Mm-hmm. And um, it flashes to Maria and Michael are talking. Um, well, Maria's standing there, and then Michael kind of runs into her. 
Um, and then Maria's mom comes in. Oh, yeah. No, he's shit. Sorry for my language. He is poop talking the the wrestling match, the alien oh, wrestling yeah. thing. And he's just like, this is absolutely absurd. You know, I'm trying to find out who I really am. And, you know, I have to look at all this crazy you know stuff that's poking fun at aliens in my life and it's just absolute you know shit and then her mom happens to be right behind him when he's saying that and she comes out and goes now excuse you but this feeds happens to feed me and my daughter and this mm -hmm. is like my business and then he find he realizes that it's maria's family's wrestling thing and oh gosh it's a really yeah, awkward moment like first like interaction with mm -hmm. her family mm -hmm. i mean they're not dating at this point but like still that's not a great impression yeah yeah and i think marie even says that she says you know great first impression my mom that you just made and michael goes why would i want to make an impression oh yeah yep ouch ouch so hardcore michael, he is so brutal oh my god mm. um and then i think okay is it i just want to make sure if i'm right the, okay the guy from Star Trek. Yes, number one. Know. Jonathan Frakes is his the actor's name, but okay. he and plays he was, Riker. He was in the first episode of Roswell, yes, right? Yes, he was. He was okay. at the convention being like, welcome in. And he's the one that directs uh, some of the episodes as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so then there's this point where he's actually talking to Max. And, um, oh, I don't know if you have, do you have this scene. Uh, I don't know if I have one. this one okay. in particular, but... Okay. Because shortly after, I'm sure you have that scene after they stop talking. The one with Max and Hubble? Yes, Max yeah, and okay, Hubble. Yeah. Yep, I have that one. Yeah, so but they quickly talk and um, Max gets introduced to Hubble. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, which is here. But didn't he talk to Michael yet? Did he and Michael uh, have a conversation? Uh, was he in the like the costume? Uh-huh. Oh, that was before this then. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I'll play these back to back because these are important. Okay. So at one point, Michael and Max have a conversation. Really, it's quite brief, but uh, Max says, I need your help. I need to talk to you about something personal. And mm -hmm. Michael goes, nothing, nothing's too personal for you, Max. You know, I'll, I'll talk to you. And then he goes, it's about Liz or it's about Maria. And he goes, no, too personal. But um, it's, it's a really cute moment. So I'll, I'll play that yeah. here. Michael, I've got to talk to you about something. Personal. Nothing's too personal. How did you do it with Maria? It's too personal. No, I mean, how did you stop? I can't stop thinking about Liz. Every time I see her, she just starts going into slow motion. Maxwell, you gotta be strong. You can't let yourself be led around by your energy source. It wasn't easy for me either, but you gotta throw yourself into something else. Anything else, something just to get your mind off her. Throw myself into something. Yeah. Okay. So that's why he then offers up his help to mm -hmm. his boss when his boss is like, would you take on more work? Max is like, yeah, I'd love to throw myself into that. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a really neat, it's a really neat um, moment because we see that Michael does still struggle with his feelings for Maria. And mm -hmm. it's not just that he's being, you know, super cold to her. He's trying really hard to distance himself for what he thinks is the best for both of them, which again, you know, we could go on and on about how he doesn't get to decide for the both of them, but mm -hmm. it's been done. So, um, and then the next one is Max meeting Hubble, which is also mega important. Yeah. Legend. This is Everett Hubble. You are looking at one of the few men in the world rumored to have made direct 
contact. Direct contact? That sounds exciting. That's one way of looking at it. So, what did this alien look like? Looked like you, actually. Or me. They're not little green men, you know. <laughs> Trying to get Hub to participate in our final roundtable discussion on Sunday. I'm just passing through. Nice little souvenir shop you got going here, Melty. Max, you want to do more? Get Hubble to do the roundtable. Disappeared almost 30 years ago. Nobody's seen him since. The man's an enigma. And that is scary because the only other thing that they know timeline-wise is that the last handprint that they saw was 30 years ago, right? Or was it 50? I can't remember. 30, I think? Yeah. 50 sounds like it's too, that was too long. I thought it was 30 years ago this happened. I thought Liz said it was like 50, Valenti had said it was 50. Mm, I actually, yep, I think that so far they only know 50 and then because they've only seen the one handprint, right? Valenti only mm-hmm. has the one file. But yeah. it, it is in this episode that we realize there is more than one person that had the handprint on them. Oh, um, uh, yeah. 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 So that ha- technically hasn't been revealed yet, but it's it's about to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was scary. Like, he, he yeah. does, like, especially how he starts that whole paragraph, well, not paragraph, but that whole statement where he's like, you know, Max is asking, oh, what does this alien look like? He's like, oh, just it looked just like you. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like, whoa. I mean, okay. Yeah, that would make then, anybody, you know, yeah. clam up for sure. Yeah. And then, and you know, it looks like any of us, you know. Yeah. <sighs> definitely a figure to not mess with. Yeah. Um, and I think that's Max's first realization that Hubble is correct or that mm-hmm. Hubble did see something because he says he looked like just you or me. And so far, everybody else is, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you know, green aliens or, you know, they abducted me and brought me into the ship and they haven't really had any luck finding anybody that's actually been able to relate to them. And so Hubble's not only scary, but also their only source of potentially finding out more about where they came from or who they are. So, yeah, Yeah. I feel like Max feels compelled to ask him and question him. Mm hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the next scene goes into Valenti is like looking through a box of his dad's personal items from when he was in the, um, as a sheriff. And so he's looking through the stuff, he finds his badge, and then he finds a newspaper that says, uh, Roswell sheriff taken into custody, Mm -hmm. uh, at silo murder, I think it says. Yeah. Silo murder. yeah. Yeah. And so this I'll is, yeah, and this is where it's sort of revealed what happened to his dad, that his dad had murdered somebody um, and then, you know, lost his job and all that. So this is yeah. how they reveal that. And I, I couldn't obviously clip this, even though it's a really amazing moment. So if you're just listening to this for us to recap it and you're not watching it all, oh my goodness, go watch it because it's a really, yeah. really tender scene. The music's really good. Mm-hmm. And... Next part, Max is like sitting in this information booth and people, well, this kid is asking about aliens and stuff, but yeah. Max is over it. Um, and He's then, like, Isn't this the information booth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Smarty, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then slowly again in slow motion comes Liz and Max is just like staring at her mm-hmm. and like 
just, you know, just, you know, unable to, yeah, he's unable to stop focusing yeah. on her. And, yeah. but this is where Michael goes mud, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So Michael, who's watching Max react to Liz, who's just sitting there with a sucker comes out and says mud and pulls mm-hmm. Max out of it. And Max says to him like, what? He says mud. That's what works for me with Maria. When she's going in slow motion, I just think about mud. It's such a weird thing to it's think It's such about. a weird thing to think about, but I still quote that sometimes. Yeah. When I'm trying to focus on something, I'll be like, mud, and I make that <laughs> reference all the time. So <laughs> it's a good um, one. So Liz pulls Max aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's trying to tell him about the two people who were at the crash on that she saw from the mm-hmm. shooting in the first episode. But she starts and, going and, in slow motion again. Yeah, she goes in full motion again, and then Max is randomly says mud yeah he? he does he's he yeah. tries michael's technique and he's like mud and she goes mud mud pies for tomorrow's lunch that you're catering could we have some mud pies and she's just like okay and then he awkwardly is like i have to go um mm-hmm. and liz feels a little bit you know rejected there because she's trying to tell him something important and then he's just he just wanders off yeah he's out of there yeah <laughs> pretty quickly you know we Uh as the audience know he's enamored with her but she must not feel that way she probably felt you know like he just didn't care about what she was saying Mm -hmm. super Mm -hmm. super sad (laughs) um and then we once again see hubble walking through the convention center which i thought was really interesting as a person who was just passing through he's been in his convention center quite a few times at this point mm-hmm. uh, but he's like walking around just looking at stuff and then valenti comes in yep and um i think he spots him and he's trying to go talk to him and then maria's mom stops him yeah and you know at this point they have this kind of flirty relationship going uh-huh. back and forth and um, i think she tried you know she flirts with him a little bit and then he's like i'll catch you later amy and bails on her again Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like it's two scenes back to back. It's Max bailing on Liz, and then Valenti bailing on Amy. But v- Valenti's bailing because his obsession is, you know, Max and finding out the truth. And and I think it's interesting to see that repeat. You know, Valenti does that with his son, and then he's also probably going to do it with Amy. It's just really good character development. I think some people mm-hmm. are just like that. You know, they, their first love will always be their obsession. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's yeah the next scene is uh, Alex is walking towards Isabel and I don't oh, know what yeah. the conversation <laughs> is here. If you know. Oh, it's rough. Yeah, I didn't clip it because it's really brutal. So just allow me to tell you, everyone. I love Alex so much. I decided to save his dignity dignity a little bit. Um, he's like, "Oh, hey, nice to catch you here." Uh, and she says something like, "You got to Alex. You got to stop following me." And he says, I wasn't following you. The whole town's here, you know. And then Maria comes up and goes, oh, great. He found you. You know, Alex was, <laughs> Al- Alex was looking for you. And then it's that awkward moment where he's just like, oh. And then he walks away. Oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's clearly enamored with Isabel. And yeah. Um, yeah, she's feeling a little uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I-, I feel like you have this next scene clipped. Which one is it between Jim and Hubble? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, okay let's do it. All right. Yep. Looking for someone? What'd you come back here for, Hubble? 
Well, I've been tracking what's been going on around here for the last few months. The shooting in September at the crash down. What happened over there? You got to my father when he was at his weakest. And you pushed him over the edge. Because of you, I had to have him committed. Well, now you're giving me more credit than I deserve. You get the hell out of here. I thought we already talked about it. I'm not talking to you as the sheriff, no. This is coming from me, from everything you've caused me. I don't ever want to have to see you again. I understand you'd be upset, but remember this. All those years your father's been in that nut house, I've been living in my own hell. Now, from what I hear, your dad isn't all there these days. But I'll bet you still have a lot of questions about your father, about that silo murder and why he was arrested. I'm the only person in the world that has the answers to those questions. I was there. I saw it all. I'm your link, Junior. So before you kick me out of town, you ought to think about that. I can help you. We can help each other. Oh. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Hubble is just like, I don't know, out of all the people that they've had to deal with, I think he is the most dangerous and scariest person. Yeah, I think so too. Because Valenti's kind of on edge with that too. Yeah, Valenti's kind of, you're right. You're right. And I never thought about that. Um, Especially as a young kid. You know, like we're, we're watching as adults and this is our you know obviously multiple times we've watched this show so it's easy for us to go okay well we know we know what's going to happen in the future so we feel somewhat safe whereas if you were an actual in if you were actually in that situation as a teenager valenti would be terrifying Mm -hmm. it would be the Mm -hmm. worst worst thing ever but you're right hubble is way scarier but they do have something in common and that is their obsession they're both obsessed and they will cross lines to find answers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh you're right i had not yeah, considered two, that flashing like, is scary mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes valenti and it's like an actual adversary hubble and valenti against each other is really terrifying to look at and mm-hmm. both the actors do an incredible job you know so i know some of you are just listening to this but their facial expressions and things um really lend to the scene and i think valenti is left in that moment when Hubble walks away conflicted. Mm-hmm. And you can see that. And that makes him better to me, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I know he's been like hunting after Max this whole time and he wants answers, but he very clearly doesn't want Hubble near this situation. And it's not out of a competitive desire to find the answer first. It It's very clearly like this guy seems unhinged and I don't want him near anyone not not even max who i'm also hunting so i think that's that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. mm. and what happens uh, after this yeah uh, the, the start of day two of the convention oh right <laughs> uh, there's like a really short scene it's for comedic purposes but i think the yeah. next scene with uh liz and is her name jen yes okay okay so jen jen is the the woman who was in the couple relationship that saw uh, liz get shot and so it's funny because she is at the crash down eating and she's reading 
men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah. Um, and then Liz comes up to her and she's like, no, do you need anything? And Jen starts kind of crying. And yeah. I don't think she like right away tells her what happens. But uh, like, you know, Liz is trying to connect with her at this point. Yeah. Liz <laughs> sits down to have a conversation with her. And mm-hmm. we don't, I think it cuts away before we actually hear her story. Um, yeah. What she has to say. But yeah. Um, Cause the next uh, scene is uh, back at the convention center. And at this point, Max did see Valenti talking to Hubble. Yeah. So he knows there's some trouble happening here. Mm-hmm. So, he's starting to get pretty nervous. And then as he sees, uh, as he's with Michael, they do see Jen's boyfriend, who yeah. was the whole crash on shooting mm-hmm. with Hubble. They're talking. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Max is like, okay, so I should, I need to go figure out what's going on with these two and just, yep. why is Hubble still here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Do you have this scene? I don't have this scene. Okay. Wait, the next one coming up or what just happened? Uh, they well, well, Hubble and Max are talking. Yes, I do have this because okay. it's really yeah. good. Um, yeah. but Hubble, so Max is trying to convince Hubble to join the panel that his boss wants him to join, mm-hmm. and Max is using that as an opportunity to just talk to Hubble and kind of like see what he knows. But I don't think Max realizes, you know, how scary Hubble is yet. I think he just thinks of him as somebody he can potentially manipulate or talk to as a young teen and he might overlook him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he know Hubble knows about the shooting or anything yet. So. So I, I'm just curious. I mean, you work here. You sort of get the bug. Did you see something? Well, let's just say this. This place you're working at this place is a joke if these people knew the truth they wouldn't all be laughing so damn hard is it true what milton said then you disappeared 30 years ago i didn't disappear i'm standing right in front of you now i'm gonna disappear what 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 uh how does, that not, how does that not give you warning red flags? That's such a weird thing to say. What a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. Well, like right after this, uh, Max like goes on to like, the work computer and looks up um, Edward Hubble. Or is it is his name Edward Hubble? I can't remember, but it is Hubble. You're right about yeah. that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he looks him up in the UFO Center's uh, database and he, he finds Everett Hubble. That's his name. Okay. Uh, he finds oh, Everett, you know, you're right, you're right. What happens, and like they in the note for his profile says, Witness to the 1972 Silo uh murder, yeah, Silo murder in Roswell, New Mexico. So at this point, Max learns about Valenti's dad being a part of this and Hubble being in this whole situation at the Silo murder. So that's when things start to get a little bit more. Um, so yeah, and then right after that, uh, there's a scene where Valenti's talking to his dad. Yeah, I have this. Okay, yeah. 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 I grabbed all the juicy bits, and I think we've only got two clips after this, but um, because it's just such an action-packed episode, but Mm -hmm. um so for those listening cold in here. Oh his dad's at the window. An icebox. And he says again, Dad. It's cold in here. Try to focus. That night of the murder, at the silo. Hubble was there. 
Oh, yeah. He couldn't let go of his wife. That was his problem all along. Dad. His wife and his kid. He didn't have a wife and kid. It's freezing in here. They're trying to kill me. Okay, so Valenti reaches over for the blanket and puts it on his dad. There you go. Oh, uh, mm. uh, yeah. my heart. That's so good. And like up until this point, like we, I don't think Valenti's dad has really spoken at all. Because I think wasn't the last, the first time we see him, he's just like sitting there. I think he says him. it's cold before. Or in another episode it could only be this one but what he has said is very little it's not yeah. a lot yeah um, and then we do here at this point where uh valenti says to his dad um or his dad says something about uh hubble's wife and child and Valenti's like he didn't have a wife and child i don't know what you're talking about yeah his dad kind of turns away and like doesn't say anything yeah what you can find is pretty telling just by that kind of motion itself yeah and i th i think initially though you think you know, Valenti's just thinking, wow, okay, dad, you're crazy. He didn't have a kid and, or a <laughs> wife or anything like that. So you're just, you're somewhere else. You've lost your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. What happens next? Oh, yeah. The, the next scene is Liz is talking to Jen. And I think they're this talking about- This is where like, she reveals it. Yeah. yeah. She reveals what happened. So mm -hmm. basically, since um, they witnessed uh, Liz get shot, basically her boyfriend or- uh, I don't know if they're boyfriend or girlfriend or fiancés or whatever. So it was fiancé. Okay. And I think they were going to Roswell on a trip. They were going to do like a quick tour. And then they were going to get married after. That was the whole thought. They were going to. Yeah. And then they just never stopped. Yeah. Like once what happened in September happened, they went crazy. They were like living out of a trailer trying to go all over and do alien hunting stuff. And mm -hmm. she's like, you know, crying and confessing to Liz that like you know, she wanted a life with him and she loves him, but she doesn't want this life. And uh, it's actually a really nice conversation that I'm regretting not having clipped. But um, it's just it's I think it's like really good advice for a young person to get and they framed it in such a way that you're open to it because it's coming from Liz. It's really tough when they try to give us relationship advice from inside the characters of Roswell, like with Liz and Max, because you're so invested that you just want to be like either angry at one person or, you know, you don't want to hear the lesson. Whereas when it's Liz compassionately telling Jen, you know, if you if you love him and you don't want this life then you have to tell him mm -hmm. you know because give him the opportunity to meet you where you are rather than just leaving him in the dust you know leaving in the middle of the night talk to him communicate and again that's a that's a really important lesson and i think she she resolves that she's going to do that she's going to talk to him um mm -hmm. which is pretty cool yeah anyway, i ramble about that shit all the time i oh, know that's good <laughs> um so now they're back mm. at the university ufo center and there's yes. like a little piano going on mm -hmm. um and jen's boyfriend is there or fiance is there and i 
I, I, he's trying to ask something, but I don't. What is like the reasoning of why it gets so serious? Because he's trying to ask a certain question. I forget. To Maria? No, Sorry. to uh, the panel people. <gasps> oh, I don't remember yeah. what question is asked, but I know that I know that he stands up and says, I was right here. And he just tells the story last oh, year yeah. or like I saw someone shoot a girl and this guy came up and like healed her. And that guy is right here in the room. It's that yeah. guy. And he, he points to Max and everybody yeah, gets crazy. And then. Jonathan Frakes is like, get, you know, get out of here, get him out of here. He's, he's a crazy guy. And, but mm -hmm. Hubble makes eye contact with Max. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, to stop this whole situation from getting worse, uh, Michael goes up to him and he like puts his hand on his chest and like he starts making him itch. And like mm -hmm. that's what helped make him kind of go crazy because he starts itching all over the place while he's trying to explain the story. Yeah, that's so right. Goes, oh, this guy's crazy. Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Hubble goes outside and he says, talks to the guy he's like you know i want to know what you saw yeah he's he's an alien hunter so he wants to get all the information that he can um to figure out what's going on and the scary so, music place yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh it's intense yeah it, it then yeah the next scene starts off with uh day number three of yeah. the um and let's see i think max is talking to his boss about what happened mm -hmm. that's I'm not too sure what the conversation is. I'm not too sure either what their conversation is about. I think it's just him asking him again to try to get Hubble onto the to the panel and also maybe saying, you know, don't worry, that guy was crazy. You know, his boss is actually really caring towards Max and, you know, tries to make sure that he doesn't get emotionally abused by the staff, which is a tender moment. But otherwise, it's pretty short, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then it goes over to uh, Maria's mom is at the wrestling station and she's on the phone mm -hmm. where someone is canceling on her, telling her that they can't make it. So she, you know, she spent all this money on this event and she yeah. is not going to be able to complete it. Yeah. Um, but she starts actually crying. Yeah. She's like, my whole revenue is wrapped up in this every year, like half of it. So if mm -hmm. you don't show up, I have to refund all these tickets and I'll go out of business. Like I will, I'll have to close my business down. And then we slowly see the pan and we see Michael overhearing the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then I think it, that scene ends. Yeah. Mm. And then it goes to um, a scene with Valenti and Hubble. Mm. And Valenti's looking at these pictures from the silo murder. And um, let's see, Hubble is actually talking to him about it. But I feel like you have this scene. I do have part of it. Uh, okay. It's really long. So I only... Uh, did the last the tail end of it but what's interesting here is that these are pictures of new victims because Valenti has only seen the one file that they had in the police department from 50 years ago and yeah. now Hubble is basically like here's two or three more people one of these you've already seen but the other three you haven't and I have basically friends in high places that got me these copies of these pictures. So Valenti's like, what the hell? These are, this is the same silver handprint. And now I don't just have one alien that has killed one person. It's like four people total. Um, mm -hmm. And so then uh, I think Valenti asks who they are. And he says, they're just people that had struck bad luck. Um, yeah, and then this is the, the rest. Yeah, wrong place at the wrong time. And then this is the rest of their conversation. I have connections. So who are they? 
the victims. They're just people. People with bad luck in the wrong place at the wrong time. Jimmy, your father may have made a mistake that night, pulled the trigger on the wrong man, but he wasn't crazy. You already know that, don't you? You knew that when I showed up here. It was in your eyes. All your father wanted to do was to help this world out, and they hung him on a cross for it. This isn't just some happy-go-lucky alien we're looking at. This is a killer, Jimmy. If you know something about it, it's our duty to team together. Now, do something. What about this kid, Max Evans? He have something to do with all this? Oh, the looks they're giving each other it gives me the creeps. Maybe. No, mm-hmm. Valenti, don't do it. Yeah, this is the point where it's like we already know that Valenti has been going after Max this whole mm-hmm. time, and now he finally has someone who could possibly help him figure it out, help him and, and so- understands him. You know, like there's that moment there where it's like. You know, Valenti has this big secret that he hasn't really been able to share with anyone for fear that someone might think he's crazy. Mm-hmm. And his dad, who can't really communicate, so he can't express it to his dad. And then here comes this other guy who's kind of sort of in the same boat. And he finally feels like he can open up a little bit. But you can see on his face that he's he's hesitant to, mm-hmm. uh, to do it. And again, it's not from a... To me, it always felt very clear that it wasn't from a place of, I'm worried this guy's going to call me crazy or I'm worried someone's going to judge me. It's from a place of, I don't think you're a safe person. Mm -hmm. And if Valenti doesn't think the person's safe, holy cow. Yeah, that's not good at all. (laughs) Not good. Yeah. Um, So the next scene is uh, at Isabel's house. And that's right. Yeah, Alex walks in with a, a book of star charts. Yeah, but it's cute because he like knocks on the door and she just goes, come in. And he says like, oh, I was in the neighborhood. And she said, yeah, for the last 20 minutes. So she's clearly been watching him yeah. like walk or pace up and down before getting up the courage to, you know, come into the house, which is just awkward. I don't, I don't remember this conversation though. He so, He's yeah. like, I saw this at the convention center and I just had to get it for you. And I was thinking maybe, you know, we could go over the star chart sometime. And she's just like, we've been over this, you know, we have to, you know, we can't go on dates. And he says, oh no, you know, just two friends happen to go to the same place at the same time. And, and she says, you know, we no, this, this has to stop. You're making me uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, he's like, oh, okay. And it seems like he's going to be okay with it, but I don't know. She's, I think she specifically says, you know, you're every, you're everywhere I turn around and it, you're suffocating me. Oh, yeah. She says, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he's Oof. out of there. Yep. Um, so the next scene is back at the crash down mm-hmm. and it's uh, – Maria, Maria, her mom, and Liz, and Maria's mom's kind of venting about like you know this cancellation. Yeah, happened. Mm-hmm. And then Alex walks in, and then I he, he asks them something about women or something. Yeah, right? he says, uh, "Do you find I don't know?" He says something about what? Can I ask you, ladies, like what is 
are all men annoying? Or I don't know, he asks some question about guys and they're like, oh yeah. And they basically go on this huge rant about how guys are afraid of commitment. And mm-hmm. he's like, what if what if your obsession is a, oh, that's, that's what he says. Um, do you find guys to be obsessive? And they're like, yes. And they find that obsession and then all three of them rant because they all have that, right? Like <laughs> Amy has Valenti who gets obsessed and then bails. And then, you know, Maria and Liz have a- actual aliens that get excited about other things and bail. And that's their obsession. And and Alex says something like, well, what if your obsession is, you know, your romantic interest? And they're like, never. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's just it's a really strange scene. Um but it's it's kind of funny. It's it's comedic. And then I think I think Amy gets a call in there. That's well, like, the, where uh, are you? Right. His uh, boss comes through the door and oh, he's looking for her. That's and right. He's like, where where are you? Like the the match is over. And she's like, wait, what? And they race back over to the convention uh, center to mm-hmm. see that like one of the wrestlers is celebrating his victory and his win. And uh, they uh, go over to the, the mat, and there's a guy who's just like laying on on the mat, like passed out. And um, uh, Maria's mom goes up to him, is like, "Who is this? Like, what's going on?" Pulls off the mask, and it's Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Maria's like, at this point, super impressed that like Michael would even do this for her mom. Yeah. And so there's this like so really sweet Michael. God damn it! I love you. <laughs> Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> such a good character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so underrated too. Most everyone oh, yeah. was like, you know, I don't like Michael. You know, I like Max and blah blah blah. And you know, then you grow up and realize you can like multiple people. You don't have to be on one camp or the other. You can camp both. You can stand both people. Mm-hmm. Also, Max is kind of creepy. <laughs> As an adult, I, I, you know, I don't know who if you had a preference. Or if you preferred Michael versus Max of the two. No, I, I was like that. I was just like yeah. oh, the fan who was like, oh, no, Max is the main character. Yep. That's, with him. Yeah. That was me. And I would I would get so furious at Michael. I would just say, oh, you're just, you know, why are you doing this? Why can't you just listen to Max and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. now as an adult, I kind of just have a different view. You know, I, 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 I like them both, obviously. But in some ways, Max is very controlling and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know anyway yeah. <laughs> i'll go down that ro- rabbit <laughs> hole for hours <laughs> and then the whole scene of course starts to go into slow motion as uh, maria is talking to michael and they actually kiss for like uh, yes yeah because he's he's just watching her say thank you i think mm-hmm. and she's going in slow motion and they kiss and then he just mid kiss goes mud and mm-hmm. she pulls away and is like what and he says it again, and then I think she's just like, I'll never understand you or something, or oh, great. Yeah. She exasperated, yeah. doesn't realize he's saying it because he's trying to stop himself from feeling things for her, which mm-hmm. is just so sweet. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, and then there's this, like, a really quick scene where mm-hmm. um, Valenti is looking at the pictures again, and then he yeah. sees, um, he looks at, a, he sees a license plate number, um, from like that's in the picture in the background mm-hmm. and he he puts it into the database finds out it's a woman's n- name uh sheila hubble yeah um and so then he kind of starts putting two two together and he, he sees the address out because hubble never said that he had a wife and kid and then isn't the 
the picture exactly like the victim. Yeah. So he then goes, oh, no, it wasn't just a random stranger that had bad luck. This is Hubble's wife that got murdered. Mm -hmm. And my dad was right because my dad said wife and son. So I think then doesn't he immediately go to talk to his dad again? Uh, Well, the next, well, not in the next scene. Oh, okay. Sorry. But yeah, the next scene, um, Max is working and then Hubble comes in and talks to him. But I don't know if you have this. Oh, I don't. The The next okay. thing that I have is the very end of the okay. episode. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, basically, I, I believe Hubble's like talking to him about like what's happened and he... I think I forget, but somehow he convinces Max that they need to go and find. Oh yeah, he says he'll do the panel, but yeah. he forgot his slides. Yeah. So he doesn't have a car. So if Max will drive him, then mm-hmm. he will get the slides, and then he'll do the panel. So Max is like, yeah. sure, of course. Um, and that's you know when the scary shit really starts to happen. Yeah. I think Hubble takes him or drives him. As they are driving, Hubble is being really creepy. And but before that, you, oh, uh, you're right about that. Am I that too far? Oh, okay. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, it was it, the next scene right after that is just Blunty showing his dad the right. uh, newspaper clipping about mm-hmm. Sheila uh, being murdered, and he's asking him questions about it. Yep, and yeah. he specifically he lays it out, saying, "You know, Dad, like Hubble kind of convinced you that you were looking for this guy, this drifter, um, and you." you working together you you shot him didn't you like just you know tell me tell me what actually happened and Mm -hmm. uh his dad denies it his dad says you know he said he wasn't going to hurt him and then in that moment i think valenti realizes hubble shot the man not his dad and his dad Mm -hmm. went down for hubble's murder uh or for rather hubble's crime uh Mm -hmm. and then he immediately goes to try to find hubble and i Yeah, it's, but by this point, Hubble is already off with Max and the tension is rising in the episode. <gasps> yeah, yeah. At this point, they're like riding in the car together and mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of talking about what happened and they actually show um, a little flashback of what happened that night. Yeah. Um, and they go to the actual place where this all took place. Yeah, the yeah. gas the gas station, I think, where he stopped. and. It's actually, it's too bad because otherwise it would be 15 minutes of really just the episode. And we know some of you are actually watching the episode along with us or you have just watched it. So I didn't want to include like 10 minutes of of, of the episode here. But it's actually mm-hmm. really incredibly well done scene. It's very powerful. And um, Hubble basically describes getting out of the car to go get matches. He realized he forgot matches for their fireworks or something like that. They were going to light and they're on a they're on a date or their anniversary or something like that. And he goes into the store to buy matches and they're like 10 cents and he didn't doesn't have it. And then he thinks he even says he's like, I thought about going back to the car to get it for just a second, but I didn't want to look bad in front of my wife. So I basically pled with the guy at the counter and was like, hey, you know, my wife is out there. My girl's out there and I don't want to look bad. Could you just help a guy out and let me get the matches. And in the time that it takes him to, you know, barter with the guy and get the matches, by the time he goes out, his wife has been murdered um, mm-hmm. in the side of the road. And and it's, it's, it's brutal. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. terrible. And yeah. I think he also reveals to Max that he didn't realize she was pregnant with their son until um, the autopsy. 
Yeah. 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 And then Max, who's like clearly confused, says, you know, I'm I'm sorry. But, mm -hmm. you know, like, why are you telling me all of this kind of thing? And then it's very clear that Hubble thinks Max had something to do with it. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then I have this next bit, which is yeah. a little bit long, but it's totally worth it. It's like three minutes. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, there was no real good place to cut other than just like the end of the episode. So mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and play it now. Four innocent people lost their lives starting that day. My wife, my baby, that drifter, and uh, and me. Dead man walking, that's what I felt all those years. The only thing kept me alive was you. Me? But I don't know you. I know you. Well, mister, you are making a big mistake. I know how you can change your face, your body. You're a shapeshifter because you're always running. You changed yourself into that drifter when you killed my Sheila trying to get her car. What were you running from then? Somebody else find out your little secret? Sir, I know you're upset. But I did not kill your wife. I wouldn't kill anybody. Valenti told me about the healing, about the handprint. Just like on Sheila. I am not him. Whoever you think I am, I swear I am not him. I know who you really are, what you're capable of, and I won't let you kill again. Hey! So Michael has come in to try to save Max from Drop being shot. I just Drop realized it. I'm not describing it's this him. at all. Drop it! I just saw it! Valenti is showing right. up. So what? His power! Don't you see who he is? We have to stop him! I don't know what he's talking about. Liar! Drop it, Hub. This son of a bitch is gonna die today and nothing's gonna stop me. So go ahead! Unload every bullet in your chamber. Only takes one. Oh. Your father couldn't do it, and neither can you. Holy! Uh, Valenti shot him. <clears throat> and this is probably the best scene in the whole fucking episode. Valenti. I didn't know this was going to happen. He's talking to Max now. I didn't know he was as dangerous as he was. What did you tell him? Why did he come after me? You're the sheriff. You're supposed to protect me. But all you've done is go after me. You, you believe all these crazy things. You're just like Hubble. You want me? Well, here I am. Take me. Max, come on, just relax. No, no. Son, would you treat your son this way? Oh. Get out of here. 
The both of you. You were never here. Go on. Come on, let's go. The guy was crazy, Max, all right? He didn't know what he was talking about. I don't think he was crazy, Michael. I think the one we've been looking for has killed people. A lot of people. What? Yeah. What? Which I always found so interesting that, you know, Hubble at this point and Valenti, we think they're on the same side. And Hubble literally says he used his power. You need to stop him. And Valenti makes the choice to help Max instead of help Hubble. Yeah. Which I, it's so weird that, like, why did he make that decision at that point? I wonder if some of it has to do with the fact that his dad basically went down for a crime he didn't commit and he knew it in that moment. So I wonder if he was just like, Hubble, you can't do this again. And then, and then in that moment for Hubble to say your dad couldn't do it. So they were in that same situation before and Hubble killed the wrong guy. And yeah, Valenti just wasn't going to let that happen a second time. So, Mm -hmm. but I, I do think that moment where he starts to say now, son, and Max just says, would you treat your son this way? And it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a very intense and strange moment. Um, but I can see I can see where Max's pain is coming from. Uh, you know, it's just it's just rough. Like he doesn't even know what he, he all he is is different. And he's being hunted for it by Valenti. Valenti hates him for it. And I, mm-hmm. I wonder if there are parallels there, you know, and I say this a lot when we listen to or talk about this is just, I wonder if they purposefully put these parallels in here for just life as a teenager, maybe, you know, somebody who grew up in another country who then moved to the U.S. and, you know, people at school hate you for that reason, just for being different, Um I wonder if they wrote stuff like that in and they chose having Max and Michael and Isabel be aliens so that you kind of just accept it because it's science fiction. And then when they hit you with these messages, it makes you feel something. And then you can look at, you know, people around you in your life at school and you can say, oh, okay, well, you know, if Max is okay, then maybe this person that, you know, my parents are telling me is terrible, even though I don't you know, I haven't met them. Maybe they're not so terrible after all. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I really appreciate moments like that throughout this episode where I can look at that and say, this feels like a metaphor, a very clear metaphor. And and I hope it helps someone. Like I know Mm -hmm. that the show helped me a lot as a kid. Um, So I just, I wonder, I wonder if anybody else sat down and looked at that and went, okay, well, you know, if Max is okay, or felt that frustration, like all you do is go after me. Or, you know, where I'm from or the color of my skin or whatever. And they were like, all right, you know, I relate to this. Mm -hmm. It's rough. Yeah. It's a very intense episode that even adds more questions Mm -hmm. than answers. But we get get some answers, but but more questions. Yeah, more questions come with it. Yeah. I have a question for you. Speaking of questions. um, If you were Jen and I don't even know her future husband's name, Mm -hmm. the people who see the incident in the very beginning, what would you do? Would you like look into it or would you just walk away? You be personally? Yeah. I'd probably walk away. Really? Yeah. Cause I I don't know that 
that's some weird stuff to have witnessed and yeah. like want to go further than what the police are like trying to look into, you know. Plus, like, especially if you can't really explain what happened, yeah, it would just drive you even more nuts. I don't know if I would immediately default to alien, though. You know, like I wouldn't they, either. They, yeah, they saw they saw some kid go up to her, and then she was healed, basically. So I'd look at that and probably go, "That's a miracle that I can't explain." Yeah, I, and I, and then just, I don't know, though. I don't know. <laughs> I feel I feel like I relate a lot to Valenti. I feel like I could very easily become obsessed with something like that and trying to find the truth. Mm-hmm. And I would. No one knows. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think one of these we're gonna have to do a special episode at one point where we swap the craziest alien stories. Like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hunt and see if I can find the wildest alien encounter story and we'll share that for a special oh, episode or something i was scared it's gonna go crazy yeah it's gonna be like all right um yeah. but yeah if you have any alien encounter stories please email us and let us know um but yeah we'll we'll have to do that anyway we should probably wrap up this episode we've been going for an hour already but what was your what was your favorite part of this episode um I would say all the scenes that involved the aliens trying to avoid any sort of emotion towards the lake. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that Mine. was great. Mine, um, that was really good. Like I have been in situations like on like, you know, the Liz end where, you know, someone tells you that they don't want to be with you, but you know that they do. Yeah. And, and they're uh, clearly yeah. still interested. And sometimes you kiss when you shouldn't and like all yeah. these things. And yet they're saying one thing, but they're, they mean they're something. Totally yeah, different. they're acting in a different way. It's so yeah. frustrating. So I, th- all those moments were, were good for me. <laughs> yeah, I like those ones a lot. Um, I think my favorite, and there are some really cute moments that we kind of glossed over here, but uh, number one from Star Trek Generate or Next Generation um, is in this a couple of times being like where's uh shatner and where are you know all these other people and those moments were really really funny and i enjoyed those a lot growing up but i think i think probably one of my favorite moments is the moment with jen and liz actually where they're sitting down and talking and she's like he just got swept up in this obsession and i've just been here ever since and and i think there's a short scene after that where he comes in oh yeah he comes in and actually proposes to her he's like i don't want to do this anymore let's stay here in roswell Mm-hmm. and I want to marry you. And Jen is actually wearing part of a crash down uniform. And then he's like, wait, why are you wearing that? And well, it was really busy and Liz needed some help. So I'm just like, doing, I'm just doing it, which I thought was a really sweet moment. Mm-hmm. I also just like how in this show, anybody that they really introduce, they spend time with. So even these people in the pilot come back and become regular characters. And they do that a lot in this show. Nobody mm-hmm. feels like a throwaway. Oh, Which that's is true. nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I forget. I think that was the only notes that I had for that. And of course, there's no trivia for this uh, episode either, unfortunately. I feel like we got um, a lot of trivia in the beginning. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. Nope, I'm a liar. There is huh? definitely one piece of trivia. But mm-hmm. I think this is... Um, we may have known this. Okay. Jonathan Frakes, the show's producer, had three cameos. One in the series pilot as the Crashdown Festival, which you men- mentioned, and mm-hmm. twice more as himself. He was a guest speaker in the season one episode of the convention, which we just talked about. And then he will 
hold this is a spoiler so we're not going to read this next part okay. but he's in it another time okay yeah in season three. Oh so, wow okay. yeah yeah now I gotta, okay i had to see this and mm-hmm. realize it okay mm-hmm. yeah i when i saw the synopsis i didn't really remember the episode to be honest but mm-hmm. yeah it's really really good anyway that is the convention um next week we have up Ah, my favorite episode. (laughs) This episode is so good. Oh, oh, this hurts me. This is like one of my favorite episodes of the whole first season. This is so good. (gasps) Oh, you are all in for a treat. This next episode is Blind Date. Liz wins a radio contest for a romantic blind date, leading Max and Kyle to get drunk and try to win her back. Isabel oh and Michael leave a sign for Nacedo and Alex and Maria perform for the very first time. Mm-hmm. It's such a, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. I cannot wait for for next week. Um. So yeah. Oh, and I, I did want to make a quick announcement before we totally wrap up here. And that is that um, we are going to be sharing the, because we record video versions of this as well. We're going to be putting those up on YouTube this month. Um, I know we've been behind on that, but if you want to check out the YouTube channel, um, we will be posting a link on our website, which is leavingnormalpodcast.com. So you'll be able to watch the video versions um, of the podcast as well. Now, we don't have one for episode one because we just didn't think we were going to need to do that. And then uh, we started on episode two. So uh, we'll be posting those as well if you want to come take a peek. And we do post the clips so you can see it. Oh, yeah, you actually see Mm -hmm, it, yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to shout us out? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you want to find me on the interwebs, uh, you can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter at I am Brandon TV. Uh, if you are into watching Twitch, you can watch me on Twitch at I am Brandon. Uh, I'm also on a D and D podcast called rivals of Waterdeep. So uh, which- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You can you can uh, catch that on YouTube. We have podcasts for if you just look up Rivals of Waterdeep. Uh, it's on there. Um, I don't think I have anything else besides that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm Pumpkinberry. And obviously, you can find us where you can find us, and we'll go over that in a sec. But you can find me um, at Twitter at Pumpkinberry, and um, you can find all the cool stuff that I do at Pumpkinberry.tv. I do a lot of tabletop stuff as well. Um, and I play narrative games on on Twitch. I'm actually doing something kind of cool right now. I'm playing through Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, which were some, yeah, JRPGs from a long, a long ass time ago. Um, But they are amazing. And I have cried and cried and it's just, it's been so good. Uh, A lot of people don't like that game. I know. I don't know why, but but, but maybe because I'm playing them back to back. I don't know, but it is very heavy and it is very sad, but um, Mm. we're pretty much, you know, analyzing it and talking about it and deep diving about it the whole time, which is fun for me. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's what I'm doing. So you can come and check us out outside of the podcast if you'd like. Um, and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes or Apple, and we will read those messages. Um, you can send us love notes at hello at leavingnormalpodcast.com. You can also reach out to us at Twitter at leavingnormpod, and you can also find us on Facebook at leavingnormpod as well. And we are proudly powered by the Geek Generation Network, um, which does a lot of different podcasts that usually are 
in the geek realm. So we have things like Adapt This, which is a really neat podcast, um, the Orville podcast, which is really cool. It's another TV show where they kind of follow a sim- similar format. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good stuff. So if you want to check out more podcasts like this one, you can do so at thegeekgeneration.com. Wow, I nailed that outro after not doing it for a month. Woo, that was so good. Woo.